Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. We're coming to you live from Camp Joy, Wisconsin this morning. I mean, it is cold here, folks. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe how cold it is, man. I am cold. Are you cold, Stephanie? Yep, but not as cold as you. That's that's a fact. My wife, uh, sitting just a few feet from us, gave me a blanket that's helping a little bit. You my look like hands, an Eskimo. I, it seems like my hands have some type of paralysis. <laughs> They're just not folding up quite the way they should be folding There's up. There's a purple tint there going on. There's purple tints going on. My my lips are weird. It's like, you know. Hoodie I think strings I'm, drawn. I think I think if I threw water up in the air right now, it'd come down as ice cubes. That's oh all I want to say. But anyway, <laughs> here we are with Stephanie Wesco again. We're in chapter 28 of the book of Job today. And uh, today in chapter 28, we're going to be finding wisdom of God. Uh, or finding the wisdom of God, as Job would say. And uh, we want to go through this, and we want to look at it. We want to keep on learning. So, Stephanie, how are you? How did camp go? What's going on? I'm a little tired, Doug, but it was an awesome week. Um, I think the Lord really met with us during the sessions. And so I'm, I'm doing okay. Got some caffeine on board. Raring to go. Man, caffeine is important. So, I'm, a, you know, the end of a camp week for me, always results in tiredness. Amen to that. So when, when things finally slow down, when things finally, people are saying goodbye, you miss them, there's tears in our eyes, snot in our nose, and at that point, you gotta go lay down or do something like that. Because I hate when your eyes and your nose run at the same time, and that's what happens when you love people, man. Yeah, that's uh, true. And uh, you know, any great blessing this week that you saw with the ladies who came or anything like Most that? Most definitely, yep. Saw yeah. lives that really were impacted and yeah. people wanting to come back, get on the calendar for next year. So, folks, no matter what you got to do, come out to one of our camps. Amen. And, and we know some of you are missionaries listening overseas or whatever. So plan your furlough uh, around this uh, week of September, which uh, I think it started here around the 14th mm-hmm. or something. So somewhere around that week, that beginning of the third week of September, uh, we're always at Camp Joy, probably Wisconsin. Be, it'll probably be 15th through 19th is my guess. Yeah, so we're Something thinking like it'll that. start on the 15th. We've already scheduled the date. So we want more people to come out and be with us and talk about PTSD. We had people flying in from all over the place this camp. We decided not to aggressively advertise because of the pandemic and things like that going on. But we it was word of mouth. It was people had been to training before or people that were just told by people who had yeah. been to training before. Or people that were coming that recruited, you know, that told their friends, and their friends says, I desperate, desperately need that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I thought it was really good. And we got to talk about Job, some of the stuff yeah. we're studying. We got to talk about. So, folks, anyway, we want to uh, be well aware of what you guys are doing. And uh, <clears throat> we're in Chapter 28 of the Book of Job. So whenever I eat one of my peanut butter bars... Uh, it's a it's one of my fuelings during the day of my food here. Whenever I eat one, it messes up my voice a little, so I did not eat one. But a few minutes ago, Stephanie ate one, and just the smell is messing with the back of my throat. So if I'm having any voice problems... Blame it on me. It's because I smelt that silky peanut butter bar from Optavia. But anyway, uh, folks, Job 28. Let's let the Word of God... Uh, 
help us this morning and we'll take a look at it together. Surely there is a vein for silver and a place for gold where they find it. Iron is taken out of the earth and brass molteth out of the stone. He seeketh an end to darkness and searcheth out of all perfection, the stones of darkness, the shadow of death. The flood breaketh from the inhabitant, even the waters forgotten of the foot. They are dried up. They are gone away from men. As for the earth, out of it cometh bread, and under it is turned up as it were fire. The stones of it are the place of sapphires, and it hath dust of gold. There is a path which no fowl knoweth, where the vulture's eye hath not seen. The lion's whelps have not trodden it, nor the fierce lion passed by it. He putteth forth his hand upon the rock. He overturneth the mountains by the roots. He cutteth out the rivers among the rocks, and his eye seeth every precious thing. He bindeth the floods from overflowing, and the thing that is hid bringeth he forth to light. But where shall wisdom be found, and where is the place of understanding? Man knoweth not the price thereof, neither is it found in the land of living. The depth said, Is it not in me? The sea saith, Is it not with me? It cannot be gotten for gold, neither shall silver be waged for the price thereof. It cannot be valued with gold of Ophir, with the precious onyx or the sapphire. The gold and the crystal cannot equal it, and the exchange of it shall not be for jewels of fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or of pearls, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia shall not equal it, neither shall it be valued with pure gold. Whence then cometh wisdom, and where is the place of understanding? Seeing it is hid from the eyes of the living, and kept close from the fowls in the air. Destruction and death say, We have heard the fame thereof with our ears. God understandeth the way thereof, he knoweth the place thereof. He looketh to the ends of the earth, and seeth under the whole heaven. To make the weight for the winds, he weighted the waters by measure. When he made a decree for the rain, and a way for the lightning of the thunder. Then did he see it, and declare it. He prepared it, yea, and searched it out. And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Wow, there's a lot going on in 28. We mm-hmm. know that uh, we know that Job uh, is still going on. He's still talking. He's he's got some things going on here. He's, he's talking about wisdom. He's he's a lot more calm, I think, this mm-hmm. time than he was before. He seems to be in this calm, reflective mode. He's he's not disputing. I didn't see mm-hmm. any disputing. Nope. He's not talking about the uh, his buds here. But he's going on, and he, you know, it's almost—it's like he's having these philosophical thoughts that are really theological thoughts now, mm-hmm. because God inspired him as the Word of God. And uh, I think it's almost—I don't know—I think it's almost like he's—he's he's saying, "Listen, I have some wisdom here. There's some stuff going on here. I see what's going on." And I mean, as we read these verse, verses, Stephanie, and he's talking about irons and ores and beautiful things and. And then he's equating and talking about basically heaven and what God offers is so much more. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what were you getting out of that as we went along? Well, it's neat because I see Proverbs reflected in this chapter. And, um, 
there's certain verses here that take me to verses in Proverbs yeah. where he talks about wisdom. Um, even the verse that talked about um, the price of wisdom is above rubies. Yeah. And um, Solomon uses that phrase when he says, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. Um, I, I have to think that Solomon had read the book of Job. Yeah. Um, because even the last verse, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. That sounds like a verse straight out of Proverbs. And um, we see here that uprightness that was talked about in the beginning of the book, that Job was perfect. when He was one that feared God and eschewed evil. He was a wise man. He truly was. And um, even wise men are human and yeah. go through trials, as we see with Job. Um, but I see this book, this chapter specifically out of the book of Job, that Job is, is just going on and on and on about God's power, his glory, his majesty, all the things he does, the fact that he holds everything in place, that he understands and knows the place for everything in the world, that he created each part of it to be exactly what it should be, to make the weight, verse 25, to make the weight for the winds. And he weighed the waters by measured. That's a powerful thought to think that God knows the weight of the water. Yeah. In the ocean. And just things, there's there's concepts here that I would have never thought of, to be honest. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the things that, that I found, I guess, interesting is Job's talking about where men find their riches. Mm-hmm. You know, he's talking about if you do, you know, over here is the gold, over mm-hmm. here is the silver. You the know, gold, in, the in, crystal. In Ethiopia yeah. is the topaz. And yeah. he's talking about where men would go to get their jewels, to, to show their wealth and, and to do those mm-hmm. different things. And I find that interesting. But then he talks about darkness. And whenever he talks about darkness, it kind of catches my attention. And to be honest, I was looking in my commentary just now for something about it, and I'm not seeing that. But I, this is what I caught. I caught in the beginning that I guess men of Job's intelligence and status know where you get the precious stones and mm-hmm. the precious metals from. Then he talks a little bit about darkness, and but then he all of a sudden, it's like he brings wisdom out there as a combatant or mm-hmm. a medicine or an elixir that yep. fixes the other problems that are going on. So I, yeah. I'm really happy with that. So I, I think he's, and, and he's saying, you know, uh, none of these things we have on earth, nothing we can mine, Nothing that can make us millions and billions and trillions of dollars. None of that is the value of wisdom. That's right. And uh, and though I don't think he's being mean in this particular chapter, I, I, I don't think he's being like a total knucklehead or anything. I, I do think he's, his friends are getting the idea that, hey, we're in trouble here. You know, he's well, sitting there. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And I think, too, Job's friends, from everything they have said to him, and I think I've said this in the past with other podcasts. I believe the more I read the book of Job, that there was a jealousy factor there that was huge. That these friends, long before this happened to Job, that there was a deep-rooted, whether they realized it or not, a jealousy against Job for the ways God had blessed him so richly. And they throw out constantly at him, see, God took everything away from you. And they list all this stuff. Their focus was completely on material riches it was completely on the wealth aspect it was completely on the the horizontal view his friends did not have in reality a vertical view of anything 
And Job's coming back saying, my stuff is still stuff. Yeah. In the end, my walk with God. He ends this chapter with, behold, the fear of the Lord. That is wisdom. And wisdom, the wisdom from, that's from above that yeah. we learn about in James, that is first pure, then peaceable and gentle and easy to be entreated, all those things. That's what God's wisdom looks like in the New Testament. In, in Psalms, we talk about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. And that's pretty much Solomon's summary or version of this chapter. It's a good one. In Proverbs. Yeah. And that's, I think, what Job's trying to get his friends to realize is that it doesn't matter, matter the coral, the pearls, the topaz, the gold. It says there's no price on understanding. There's no price on wisdom. It is far above he says the price of wisdom is far above rubies. Yeah, and, and, and you know, we don't mine for wisdom in, in coal mines and gold mines yep. and silver mines. Uh, and, and he goes on and he talks about God knows the way to destruction. He knows all these different things that are going on. And that's the wisdom we have to be tuned into. Yeah. Because these other guys are constantly mentioning riches and, yep. you know, poor people, rich people. They're constantly yep. dealing some type of class warfare. Those type of things are going on. And honestly, I'm, I'm looking in my mind uh, for what Job is actually trying to say. And I think Job is telling these knuckleheads, you need wisdom from above. That's right. It's not your gold. It's not your silver. It's not the topaz that you yep. buy from the merchants down there by the sea. Yep. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's not any of that. It's wisdom you get from God. Right. And that wisdom is beyond expense. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it, it's, its value is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is what we need to do. And I, yep. I think that's going on. And then to put this in a practical side, so we, we go through this thing where Job is telling people where they mine things. And Job is talking about darkness and, and different things like that. And then Job's talking about these things where he's saying, listen, uh, you know, it's, it's about the fear of God. It's about these different things. And uh, putting these things together and, and understanding that this wisdom is what is going to take us to where we need to go. And, uh, uh, and it's going to help these guys maybe get right with Job. Stop complaining about him. Stop talking. Yeah. Now, have you ever met anybody that's just so ostentatious with their riches and, and, and so showy with the things they buy? And so uh, mm -hmm. I, I mean, just want to put things out there and make themselves look good. Mm -hmm. What would you say to somebody today who's that type of person that maybe you're, you're worried about all appearances, you're worried about everything, how you're always dressed, how you're always looking. And just to give you folks a head up, I have a hoodie on tied around my face right now in a, a 32 degree building here at Camp Joy, Wisconsin, which is actually about 62. But uh, what would you say to somebody who's hung up on all that stuff right now? Well, I think of Jesus when he was on the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. And where Jesus said, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasure, treasures in heaven. And where we are serving God or mammon. Yeah. We're serving God or money. And um, when a Christian makes money, they're God. Yeah. And I've seen Christians who do this, whether they are doing it on purpose or not. When that is their God, it doesn't matter if they're dishonest in their business practices because all they're doing is following who they worship. And the love of money is the root of all evil. Money itself. Job was rich. Job, this guy knew what wealth was. 
He knew what jewels were. Yeah, this he guy, had the best guy, of everything, man. So, so wealth in and of itself. While Job was swimming in wealth, God says he was a perfect and upright man, one who feared God and eschewed evil. So, the money wasn't the problem. No. And that's, I think, what Job is trying to tell his friends, was their focus was on the love of it. Yeah. And Job's focus was on, I'm here to glorify God. And I think that's the bottom line of. You can only serve one master. Yeah. And if you're serving money, if you're serving, if you're living for stuff, if you're living for possessions, if you're living to have that status symbol of the fancy house or the fancy car or clothes that make a statement or to fit in with the latest fad, if that's what you're living for, you are not laying up treasure in heaven. And I mean, Job has been a testimony to the world for thousands of years of someone who laid up treasures in heaven. And I think that's the bottom line of what wisdom is. If you are filled with God's wisdom, you will be laying up treasures in heaven. Yeah, and I, and I think it comes down to this, too. Where does wisdom come from? I mean, that's what's being answered right mm -hmm. now. You know, Job is trying to answer where wisdom comes from. You know what? Godly wisdom comes yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah, where does it come from? And, uh, and Job's above. telling you it comes. It just comes from above. It mm -hmm. just comes from heaven. It just that's where it comes from. But you know, we see especially, I think, uh, uh, Stephanie during this political season. It seems like we're seeing an awful lot of people talking about you know on either side. And we're not here to take a political side, even though there is only one that stands up for life in God. But uh, I I think what we're what we're seeing here probably more than anything else is people go out and they promise wealth. Mm -hmm. They promise more wealth. They promise more of this. They promise more of that. And, uh, and I, I think that's what we're seeing here is, you know, where, you know, we can chase gold. We can chase these things. We can chase all that. And we see prosperity ministries. Mm -hmm. and, and so folks, you know, as we're looking at what Job has for us today, there's a couple of good things we need to know. He's saying that wisdom is more valuable than a whole bunch. That's right. And yep. uh, anything you can have, anything you can do, and, and we should seek wisdom. And, and where do we find wisdom? We find it, in, you know, there's the principle of the fact that I call God's word. Um, when I do ladies' conferences and I'm speaking, it's your treasure chest. Yeah. And that whole principle of, you know, people are willing to spend their life. Think of the gold rush. People were willing to spend their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honor to find gold nuggets but yeah. we as christians won't take we won't give our lives we won't give anything to dig we don't have enough time yeah. to dig the nuggets out of god's word that will give us all we need to live a life yeah. that glorifies god and honors him and gives us that joy and that fulfillment and i think that's the bottom line of what job is saying here is that this isn't about me. This isn't about stuff. This isn't about precious stones that people will go to the ends of the earth or to the bottom of the sea to find. It's about knowing God. And it's about knowing who He is. Wisdom is God personified. Yeah. And we have the Holy, as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit of God living within us. We have no excuse to not walk in wisdom because He has given us in His Word and through His Spirit all we need to live godly lives that bring honor and glory to him that are upright. The life Job displayed that was upright, perfect before God, and he eschewed evil, he hated evil. And God put that in there. You kind of left that off, but you cannot be godly and be filled with God's wisdom 
and not hate evil. Wow. Wow. And, and there we go. And I, I mean, I guess, you know, as we're, there's many people listening to this that are trying to either find their way to a great relationship with God or find their way back to a great relationship with God or find the rules for having a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And this is a good rule that comes from the book of Job. And the good rule is it doesn't matter where we are in life. It doesn't matter what our status is in life. It doesn't matter. Uh, it matters where we're going, that we've accepted right. Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we, uh, that we have heaven as a destination. And, and, you know, there's so many things, and people say this all the time, you know, my mind scrambled with so many things going on in the world. And, and, and you know, those people who suffer from PTSD, it's like this hypervigilance or your mind's just working six or seven different ways. And you always got to have room for something to be working up there. Yeah. You know, and, and what God says is find my wisdom and, uh, you know, maybe you can work on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. and, and so you try to get rid of the distractions. You try to uh, bring things together. And I, I, I think Job, you know, he's out there with his friends. We still got to remember we got a guy who's scarred up with boils. We, we got a guy who has shaved his head. We got a guy who's, uh, you know, who's outwardly given the appearance of repentance just in case he did something wrong. We got a guy who's not guilty here. Yeah. Uh, yet through the whole term, you know, he's a... Uh, uh, he's been implicated for a crime or uh, something he did not do, that he did not mm -hmm. do anything. And uh, there's some friends listening to us right now, Stephanie, who haven't done a thing, yet they're under this uh, uh, retribution or they're under the thumbs of these ungodly people. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, they're being accused of stuff and they feel bad. And we were with people this week who yeah. have, uh, you know, admittedly narcissists or, yep. or people trying to ruin their life or make them look a little worse. And right. I think the attempt to do that, I'm seeing more and more as we study God's word, I think the attempt to do that is an attempt that somehow they believe they'll look better yep. uh, in some way. We get to look better if we make this gal or this guy mm -hmm. look bad. I mean, what do you think of that? No, I think that's true because narcissism, the root of it is pride. And we have Job here who has been combating now for how long three narcissists who from all earthly appearance from what we can see did not love Job and they didn't love God their relationship was with God was not based on love it was not the relationship of a father with a child or a friend to a friend it was a if I pat God's back he'll pat mine yeah. that is not what Christianity that's not what life in Christ is like is about that's right that's right and um Job's at that place where he understands God's sovereign. My job's to trust him. And did Job go back and forth in this book? Yes. Does he continue to go back and forth? Yes. But Job always comes around to this, that his focus is, comes back to God because that was his heart. And God could see Job's heart that he was a perfect and upright man. And because of that, no matter what was thrown at him, he made the decision to trust the Lord. And what a decision he made. And folks, that's a decision that you and I have to make. And we just can't believe we had another great day with you guys. And listen, in just a minute, I got a very important message about salvation. Please take a second or two to listen to that. We sure do love you folks. And we're going to come to you soon again, live from Camp Joy, Wisconsin. So have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're 
all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believe it in our heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.